Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Caressa continues our series, Meeting Jesus at the Table, with a sermon titled, Surprised by Grace. The scripture comes from Luke 7, 36-50, and is read by Kathy Green. This is truly a remarkable story. Um, if you think about the traditions and everything that happened back in Jesus' day, how women were t- treated, how Pharisees were revered. So let the words of this story really sink in. It had quite an impact on my life this week. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, Jesus went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who had lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited Jesus to his house saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and another 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then Jesus turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I love how music is so powerful that sometimes it conveys things that mere words cannot. And so I thank you all for not only your gift of music, but for the choice of music and how it speaks to our message and our scripture story today. 
Friends, we're in the middle of a sermon series called Meeting Jesus at the Table, based on the book by Campbell and Foyer. And so far, we have met Jesus at the table of Matthew the tax collector in his home. And we discovered what it means to welcome all to the table and to create that bigger table and that more inclusive table, which is one of our core values here in New Hope. And then last week, we took a trip out into a picnic as we dined al fresco, and we saw the impact of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and and realizing a table of abundance and not a table of scarcity, where there is enough for all people, where all are welcome to come and share in the feast that God provides. We've seen time and time again, and we will continue as we go throughout this sermon series, that how Jesus is constantly eating. I love that, right? That's the best part of ministry. If you've ever been, a, if you've been a Presbyterian for too long, you know potlucks are the best method for having fellowship around table. I think we need to have a few of those. But ministry at the table was Jesus's wheelhouse, and he met people there that he may not have ever met. He reached people he could not reach in the synagogues, and it was at, in the, in the house of Pharisees and tax collectors and sinners. It was out in the open. It was on the, the shore of the Sea of Galilee where Jesus met people, and they gathered, and they broke bread together, and amazing things happened in those moments. And Jesus welcomed to the table people who may have never received an invitation or been given a seat. We see part of that today in our dinner theater that takes place in the home of Simon the Pharisee. Simon invited Jesus into his house to have dinner with some of his friends. I mean, imagine a group of preachers and Bible scholars getting together around a table and talking shop for hours and hours. I mean, it's exciting stuff, right? (laughs) Preachers are pretty long-winded, so if you've ever gone to a gathering like that, you can count on like two, three, four hours. Not exciting conversation, but this is kind of the thing what's going on here in Simon's house is with the religious leaders and and Jesus being a scholar. I mean, he knew the scriptures backwards and forwards. He's seen as a holy man, as a potential prophet. And so here they are all sitting together and talking. And maybe for Simon, it was the opportunity to get to know this traveling preacher they called Jesus. Or maybe just maybe he wanted to have a little battle of wits, a little theology jeopardy, you know, in his, in his living room here. And while Jesus did frequently eat at the homes of Pharisees and other religious leaders, the thing that made him different and suspicious was his willingness to eat with those people. The sinners, the outcasts, the marginalized, the lost the forgotten, the unworthy, according to religious code. And so here we have this remarkable story of Jesus in the home of Simon, sitting around, actually reclining on the floor around this low table, enjoying whatever refreshments Simon whipped up for that day. And then something strange, something scandalous happens. This woman comes in. She kind of comes in from the perimeter and she comes directly and kneels at Jesus' feet. And something, we're not told what, but something overwhelms her to the point where she weeps. She weeps enough that she washes his feet. I mean, think about that. 
They wore open sandals. Their feet were naturally dusty from, from walking from place to place. And she is weeping so much that there is enough water to completely wash his feet clean. And she kisses his feet and she takes this expensive jar of perfume and she pours the perfume over his feet. I have to wonder what in the world motivated her, convinced her, propelled her to come and do this extravagant act of love and gratitude. And then I step back and I look at this dinner scene and I see a stark contrast between Simon the host and the woman who's uninvited. Simon is named and given the most distinguished, revered title of that time, Pharisee. She goes unnamed and is given a scornful title of the sinner. We hear Simon's internal thoughts, don't we, in his dialogue with Jesus, but yet this woman never says a word. Simon is seated at the head of the table while she is kneeling at the feet of Jesus. Simon did not offer any customary acts of hospitality, but yet here she is serving her Lord with tears and kisses and perfume. Simon distances himself from this sinful woman and her scandalous ways, while the woman would do anything to get closer to her Lord and Savior. Simon shuns her away from the table, while Jesus says, Come. Come to the table and be redeemed. On one level, this story could be about hospitality. For Simon gets called out by Jesus of how poor a host he is. No water, no kiss, no oil. But this woman extends hospitality that Simon withheld. And she does so in such extravagant ways. But on a deeper level, this story... It's about forgiveness and grace. You see, only God knew where this woman was coming from, what she had been through, what she had faced, the guilt she felt, the harm that she had done, as well as the harm that had been done to her. Yes, she had made mistakes, big ones. She had made some bad choices in life, haven't we all? The sneers and judgment, even rejection by others, trapped her in this endless cycle of hurt and shame and remorse. But then she met a man. She met a man who, instead of distancing himself or turning away from her, actually moved towards her. He moved towards her, and I can imagine that there was some kind of interaction between Jesus and this woman prior to what we see in this particular scene, where Jesus walked to her. He met her where she was, maybe even grabbed her hand, looked her in the eyes, and said, you are loved by God. But sir, but sir, you don't know all that I have done. And Jesus, once again, looks at her and says, you are are loved by God. She was surprised by his words, by his welcome, by his grace. And while we don't know all the details of this woman or her sinful life, we do see her overwhelming response to God's grace. She expresses a love that is drenched in gratitude, 
a heartfelt, extravagant expression of how much it means to her to be seen, to be valued, to be loved, to be forgiven. Forgiveness and grace can have transforming power. I knew a gentleman once, he was a father, and his son got all mixed up in alcohol and drugs. And the son spiraled down so far that he lost his job, he lost his apartment, he lost his car. He had knocked on about every door of every family member and friend that he knew seeking a couch to sleep on, a few dollars to feed his bad habits, and some food to eat. And after a while, he burned every single bridge. Yet every holiday and family gathering, his father kept an empty chair. He kept an empty chair next to him at the dining room table. Hoping, hoping his son would one day come home and get clean. And even though the son had taken advantage of him and said harsh things to him, he still had hope. Somewhere deep down, he still had hope. He was still willing to take his son back. That following Thanksgiving, the father once again set out the empty chair like he already always did, much to his family's dismay. But something came over the father, and this time, he found out where his son was staying, and he wrote a handwritten invitation to his son to come to Thanksgiving dinner. An invitation to be received, an invitation to be forgiven, an invitation drenched in grace, an invitation to become part of the family again. And just as everyone was seated and ready to eat, the son knocked on the door. Now, if we're honest, forgiveness is not an easy practice to master, is it? Sometimes that hurt seems too great or betrayals too treacherous to be forgiven. Sometimes forgiveness can be mistaken as a weakness or vulnerability even by those who would forgive. Sometimes we try to forgive only to realize later that we really haven't forgiven I know from my experience, there have been times when I may say harmful things in the heat of an argument that I wish I could take back. And then there's times when I think, okay, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to apologize to that person, but then my pride and my need to be right prevent me from making that offer of forgiveness. Or times when we've wronged someone and they try to apologize only, we've tried to apologize only for it to be met with rejection and silence. And there are times when we have had a hard time forgiving ourselves. I wonder if you can relate. There have been times when people have sinned against us, hurt our feelings, said demeaning things, and never showed one ounce of remorse. And we wait for that apology, but it never comes. So we have a choice. We can let it fester. We can hold a grudge. Or we can find a way to forgive and move on. Forgiveness is hard. It's hard to give. It's hard to ask for, isn't it? And for the sinful woman in our story, forgiveness was almost impossible to attain. 
But there, there at the table is where grace begins for her. Here at this table, the Lord's table, is where grace begins for us. We've all sinned and fallen short somehow, some way. And yet Jesus invites all of us to his table to receive grace. That unearned, undeserving love and acceptance and forgiveness that reminds us that you are loved by God. Jesus extends an invitation and says to us, come, take your place at the table where all are welcomed and all is forgiven. No one, not even this sinful woman, no one, not any one of us is beyond God's reach and redemption. So come, come sit down and be set free. Freed from your guilt and shame, freed from your worry and your stress, freed from those past mistakes and bad choices, freed from judgment and scorn, freed to make a fresh new start drenched in God's grace. So friends, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you have come from, God's amazing grace says to you, you are invited into this community of forgiving and forgiven sinners. Come, come and be redeemed by God's unconditional love. Know that your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. As I said earlier, music can be a powerful way for us to hear the message of God. And so I invite you as a form of reflection and meditation to listen to this song by Sidewalk Prophets called Come to the Table. And may it speak to you in powerful ways about how God's grace and forgiveness is always there for us and making a place for us at the table. We all start on the outside Outside looking in, this is where grace begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were in. And just when all hope seemed lost, love opened the Welcome here. And that's an insane. 
soldier to the young and to the older all who hunger all who thirst all the last and all the first all the papas and the princess all who failed you've been forgiven all who our Lord and Savior invites us to know that we have a place at the table, to know that forgiveness and grace are always available, no matter where we are coming from, no matter what we have been through, no matter what we have done or the wrong that has been done to us. And like that woman who came and expressed her gratitude and her love, may we come and embrace God's amazing grace. May we come and forgive one another as well as forgive ourselves and know that it is here at this table where grace abounds. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you wanna know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, May you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.